Welcome to episode 66 of The Roger Snipe Show. Thank you for tuning in to The Roger Snipe Show. The aim of each episode is to leave you feeling more informed than when you started. You can expect a vast array of subjects from functional medicine to economic developments. Each week, I'll be interviewing experts in different fields to bring you an awesome show. The Roger Snipes Show. Yo, what's going on, peeps? Hope all is great. All is incredible. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good today. In fact, I think it's the first day this week that there hasn't been any rain. In the UK, it's been raining so frequently. (laughs) It's like it got to the point where you didn't need an umbrella anymore. You needed a boat to travel about. It was that serious. But today, it looks as if the skies are clear. Yeah. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. Okay, okay, let's let's not continue with that garbage. Um so today I am uh t- talking with a good friend of mine, uh someone who goes by the name of Williams Fallade. But before we get into that, I just want to mention a couple of things. As some of you already know, I am giving away an ebook. It's a 12-week full body transformation ebook for anyone who's looking to lose body fat and get in shape and stay in shape. There's no discount code required. All you need to do is visit the show notes, click the link and sign up. So check that out if you're looking to get in shape. And uh, also on the 11th of May this year, I have a hard copy paperback book, Your Mind Builds Your Body and it will be available on Amazon. So it's available on pre-order. This book, uh, you could say, is my own personal memoir uh, from um, life living in poverty and low self-esteem to now motivating over 1.8 million followers. Uh, it takes you through my childhood failures to my, to my success. So, um, Yeah, I've also incorporated my training, nutrition, and supplementation principle with uh, some science. But it's it's not too deep in science, just, you know, skimming the surface of it. It's a very easy read. Now, if you guys would like to show some support on my first official book, I would really appreciate it. Uh, All you need to do is click the link in the show notes and you can pre-order it directly from Amazon. So today's guest, Williams Fallade. Good friend of mine. Good friend, good friend, good friend. Um, I used to to meet him in uh, expos, so fitness expos. For those of you who don't know, it's normally a, a, a massive expedition that has lots of fitness models and bodybuilders who are sponsored athletes of sports supplement brands. Um, At the time, I was sponsored by PhD Nutrition when I had first met Williams, and he was sponsored by Reflex Nutrition, which he still is to this day. So it's been a number of years now he's been with them, and he's he's kind of one of the you could say, um, high-end elite athletes on the team. 
if anyone thinks of reflex nutrition, they think of Williams because he's like, you know, the uh, the longest standing athlete that has been there. I've known some other guys that have been part of the team, but, you know, some people come and go. But Williams has been there, been there. Now, we discuss about his journey becoming a three-time pro world champion, uh, which is pretty crazy three-time pro world champion or yeah that's right three-time pro world champion and uh, one of the things I like when it comes to success of people are the journey and the upbringing when speaking to Williams I was so surprised to learn about his past it was one of the determining factors of me wanting to have him on the show it's like when you read an autobiography about, um, you know, after seeing the glamour and glitz um, of someone's lifestyle and you learn that it was something completely different before. It's like, I don't know, like when, when someone starts with door-to-door -door sales uh, or starting in a garage. But in Williams's case, he started in Africa. So... We begin the discussion backwards, talking about his championship, then working round to the start where it all began. And I think you guys will enjoy this one. Truly motivational and entertaining. Let's bring on Williams for late. How you doing, brethren? <laughs> I am good. I am good. Wicked. Alive and kicking. <laughs> Sweet man. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Today, I was, um, I, I, I have, I have a, a virtual assistant that works on my, on my Instagram. As you know about, I've told mm. you about that. But, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I've actually hired a different one to work on my Facebook because I've, I can't manage it, bro. I get so That's many crazy. DMs. I get so many DMs mm. and it's insane. I'm like, I need to, <laughs> hopefully, like certain people might listen and be like, oh, so it wasn't you message me. Alert. Sometimes I just can't. I just won't have the time. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought Instagram was quite a lot, but Facebook is quite nuts. So um, I've left Facebook alone. Oh, really? Yes. Too uh, much. Trying to handle too much social media platforms is too much, man. And, you know, the majority of people I know on Facebook are on Instagram anyway. So I just... I don't even go on there anymore. You know? I feel you. I feel you. I, I think it's um, it's it's almost old school now. Like you know, everybody like jumped on space when it was at <laughs> Facebook <laughs> is is the new MySpace. <laughs> they try to keep it alive. I know they try to keep it alive. And you know what? I've I've always said you know Facebook is a, is a good platform, but it just depends on what country you're in. Different countries use different platforms. You know. Um, that's something I found out just through travels. You know, you go to one country and no one knows about Instagram. They mm. only know about Facebook, you know? Oh, or you go to another country, no one knows about Instagram or Facebook. They only know about Snapchat, <laughs> you know? So there's different yeah. platforms that reach different people in different countries. It's crazy, mm. you know? Like the like Italians, mm. they love their Facebook, man. Oh, really? Italians okay. love their Facebook, man. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Egyptians love their Facebook. 
Yeah, oh, I could. Okay. I think I'm at that stage where I can actually break down what country is on what platform. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know at one stage uh, <laughs> India was they were a bit slow to go on Instagram, but now they're they're all mm. over it. All oh, over is it? it. Yeah, okay. yeah. I've got yeah, a lot of followers it's, from it's, India. It's weird, it? But they yeah, used to just be on Facebook. Um, okay, when when okay. when I used to get DMs by some Indians, I'd be like, oh, you know, follow me on Face um, Instagram. And yeah. they'll be like, What's Instagram? That? No, I don't use that. Like, well, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> and now they're all over it, you know? Yeah. The, the, yeah. How many billions there are over there. Um, That's mad. But anyways, bro, like, mm-hmm. I, wanted, I wanted to tap into your story, man. Like, you know, how long have we known each other now? It's been a little while. It's been a little yeah, while. About, yeah, I'd say about... Eight, nine, eight, eight years? Eight or nine years now? Ooh, yeah. yeah, about eight years. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That time flies. <laughs> I know, man. From them expos and going yeah. over to, to each other's expos. Like, hey, what, what yeah. you, you got some protein bars. Oh, those look good. Let me try that. Yeah. Time has gone. But you've done but, really yeah. good, man. You've done really good. How old are you now? Oh, thank you. I'm 37. 37. I'm say it again. Yeah. 37, but looking good, man. Looking good. I hope so. I hope so. Looking great. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm feeling old, man. I'm, I'm, my mind's old, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to, you know, do old things like look at young men and say, what are these guys doing? I'm, I'm yeah. at that age now, you know. Uh, yeah. But then they look at me and be like, yo, come and join us. And I'm like, I'm not your age, man. Like, I'm, I'm... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's I'd... the whole thing about it. <laughs> you know. What about... Look, look like them. <laughs> I think feel... older than them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was. I used to think, um, you know, when they say some people are old souls, like yes, you act yes. so much older than your age. You know, I, I think yeah, I was yeah. one of those kind of people. Yeah, you feel yeah. yourself. Yeah, you see yourself. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, how long have you been training? Oof. Well, I started training when I left um, secondary school. So I went to Hammersmith College and they had a massive gym there. The England rugby team trained there. It was massive. And, you know, during the time that everyone was like, during break times, people would be outside smoking or whatever. I was, I just thought, let me visit that gym and fell in love with it. You know, was doing the basics, you know, Mm -hmm. the arms, just arms (laughs) and and, and chest. My legs never existed to me (laughs) at that stage. Um, But yeah, I did that for about two years, which I find funny because, um, it all, it all ties in. Like, obviously, we're going to be talking about other things today mm. that's going to tie in, that's going to make more sense. But two years, I trained for, and I only done arms and chest. And then two years later, I did a deadlift competition. Bearing in mind, I'd never done legs or anything like that before, and I won it. And that was it. So, so from when I won that deadlift competition, it wasn't just like a place to go into during break time anymore. It yeah. was a lifestyle for me from then, from then on. So mm. we're talking... I went to college at, what, 16, 17, 8. So about 18, 19, that's when it became, you know, s- solid, solitary. Yeah. Like school, Monday to Friday, that's when it became like that. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's, that's a good 19 years now, isn't it? <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Whole yeah, man. 19 yeah. years. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And you've achieved yeah. a lot in 19 years. I mean, you look amazing. Um aesthetic from top to bottom i've looked i've seen so many photos of you and i'm thinking 
this might sound a bit gay, but <laughs> I've seen so many amazing pictures of you on stage you. or even, even not even in, you don't necessarily have to be in competition shape, but you just mm. look good. Like great proportions, oh, like shoulders, back, mm. that tapered waist, which mm. doesn't even look achievable. You look like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Seriously. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's mad. Um, I, I have with the with the tapered waist thing. I definitely have to say, you know that that was um, that was something that I focused on in my first competition. You know, just mm. um, jumping into a competition, not knowing what to expect, and just I think my coach at the time, he was he was really into physique. So mm. it, it's, it's the training that I did at the time of of transitioning from just normal trainer into com competition trainer. It was really, you know, it's, it, it wasn't like I had to build a whole, it wasn't like I had to build a whole platform. It was kind of like, okay, everything's there already. What do you need to add to and what do you need to subtract? Does that make sense? It, right. So it was definitely sculpting. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why when people say to me, oh, you're a bodybuilder, I say, no, I'm a sculptor because mm. that's what I did. I didn't build my body. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, like, you can see my wrist, they're tiny. You know what I mean? So I'm not building my body, I'm sculpting my body. And mm. there's a big, I feel there's a big difference in that. You know? Okay. Okay. Mm. So, where are you from? Nigeria or Nigeria? Nigeria. Well, oh, I, was... I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Nigeria. Nigeria. The... <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Nigerians and Ghanaians. They're like, what? You know, they they, they, they get a bit like, yeah. you know, a bit yeah, arms yeah. house no, in no, that no. situation sometimes. So I know you got yeah, to get no, it correct. No, no. It's all... Yeah, it's, all it's, all, it's all love with the Ghanaians, man. It's all love, man. All right. You know, it's, it's them. It's them that have the problem, not me. You know, I just I got love. I got love. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But most Africans, they like. I'm not trying to take away your hard effort because I know you train hard. But it sometimes I think, I don't know, man. You guys just look amazing all the time. Even guys that don't really train that much. Um, they just got these n just natural, beautiful aesthetics. Yeah. Just great. But that's, that's but, but Roger, you say natural, yeah. I don't think it's natural. Okay. I still, I still, don't, till today, I don't think it's natural because, you know, I think it's lifestyle. I think it's how you were brought up. Like, mm -hmm. I was brought up here in England, but then when I was eight years old, I was sent to Nigeria to go to boarding school, and before before I went to Nigeria, I was like any other normal British kid. Do you know what I mean? You. Were, you probably slap me out, fall down, you know. But then when I got to Nigeria, just their lifestyle is crazy. It is regimental from the get go. I'm talking. I'm eight years old, and I am waking up in the morning and walking a mile, two miles down the road to go and fetch a big bucket of water that I'm carrying back on my head at like seven in the morning. This is every day. Yeah, kids in this country ain't doing that. Kids yeah. in other countries ain't doing that. So it's lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Like you're breeding warriors from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like mm. most people in this country, you wake up, you go and brush your teeth. No, I'm waking up and I'm doing a two mile trek mm. and then picking up water that, that I, I can barely carry and carrying it that, that two miles back all the way every single day without fail. There's, there's no rest on Saturday or rest on Sunday. It's every day, you know, and just the living, you know, like when we, when we went to school, we, we're giving them a machete. Yeah, a machete is part of your is part of your school, your school attire. You have to yeah. go to school with a machete because that machete is used to cut grass. Mm. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, we're not using lawnmowers and stuff like that. You're cutting the grass with a machete, with your hand. What do you think that's doing to your muscles? What do you think? Yeah. You know what I mean? You're eight years old with a machete in your hand. That's a madness. And you know how to... That's what I'm saying. It's the lifestyle. So when people yeah. are like, oh, it's genetics, it's genetics. I'm like, if it's genetics, just go to the country and yeah. see how they're living. Go to the schools and see how they're growing up. Come on, look at the Chinese. Look at the, look at the Shaolin monks. They start from kids. You know what I mean? Where they're balancing spears on their heads and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure Nigerian will look at it and be like, that's nuts. <laughs> but we're not practicing that. Do you know what I mean? They are. So they're good at it. What we're practicing, we're good at. And what we practice is lifting. You know, we're lifters from the beginning, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. see women walking down the road and they've got big things on top of their head. They're not even holding it. They're just balancing it on their head. I see lifters. that here. That's what That's what you're saying, bro. We're natural lifters. We're natural lifters. So this is our game. You know what I mean? All right, all right. So um, that that's good to know. That's that's really mm. interesting. That's that's a bit of education there. Thanks for that. That's, mm. that's good mm. to know. Um, so you have a naturally very lean physique. Yeah. Now, yeah. for the general public, I would say a lot of people have trouble obtaining that sort of physique. And I wouldn't say for yourself is just genetics. I'm sure you follow a very mm strict diet as well what would you say to those who have trouble keeping lean what would you say are some of the the key uh attributes to have in your lifestyle to have a, a nice lean physique um boy um definitely just definitely knowing knowing your body like i feel like i know my body without having to try if that makes sense meaning calories in versus calories out I know how energetic I am. Do you know what I mean? And then the calories that I take in, I know what's going into my body. I, I'm very fussy about what goes into my body as well, you know? And one of the main things I'll say to people is know how much calories you're putting into your body. Because mm. some people, they'll, they'll think that, you know, they're eating a banana and then they're eating a Snicker bar. They won't know the difference in calories. Do you know what I mean? But they think that just because they're eating a banana, it, it, it's not going to do nothing to them. Like they need to know about calories and about energy input versus energy output. Once you know that you're good. That's it. I think that's the main thing to kind of know. Um, and yeah, just it's basic. It, I've always, I've always lived with the basics in the sense of I've always been more energetic than I have been in regards to taking in food. Does that make sense? Right. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so food ain't got a chance to sit on me. <laughs> because it's always being used. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's always being used. And, and what I find is most people turn around and be like, well, you don't eat enough. You don't eat enough. But maybe I don't eat enough. But if you look and you really check it, maybe I, maybe I subconsciously know exactly what my body needs. Yeah. Does that make sense? Because I've managed to attain this physique with that method. You know, it's not like I starve myself, but I eat just enough to look how I look. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, just, it's just knowing that and having that knowledge about yourself and, you know, what type of food, what type of foods your body reacts to, for instance. Mm -hmm. that's, that's something that really got, became clear to me on my first competition. You know, when I started taking things out, you know, and then you start putting them back in and you start noticing what they're doing to your body, like dairy. Dairy's been obsolete since my first competition <laughs> because I took it out, yeah, without knowing. At the time when I took it out, I didn't even know why I was taking it out. Coach said, take out dairy. Okay. I'm taking out dairy. But then when I came back and I put dairy in my system, boom, belly went out there, you know, 
Arsehole started flying. You know what I mean? So you start, <laughs> so you, so you start thinking, raw, like, yeah, this is kind of gr- how groggy I used to feel before. So maybe, do you know what I mean? You start pin, pin, like, pinpointing what it is that kind of makes your body react certain ways or gives you a pot belly or, do you know what I mean? Gives you gas and things like that. So I think it's just trial and error, you know, mm-hmm. with different foods. And because I don't love different types of foods, it's quicker for me to pinpoint what foods I don't like and what I do and what agrees with me. Does that make sense? Because right. I'm not, okay. a, I don't, I'm not a, oh, let me go and get pizza and uh, this and that and that. I'm not that kind of guy. Do you know right. what I mean? Very simple foods, yeah. you know exactly yeah. what to get. Yeah, right. so, if you, if, so if you're someone that has a big food variety, like you eat lots of different types of foods, it'll be harder for you because you, you're going to have to shift through all those types of foods just to know if they actually agree with you or not. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a game, like, you know, let me try it this time. Okay, that, that works. If, if your variety is too big, then it's like taking an exam forever. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> My variety is small, so it was easy for me to pinpoint what was good for me and what wasn't. Right. And, so learning yeah. what foods uh, react with your body well by yep. selecting the good ones, eliminating yep. the bad ones, and mm-hmm. counting the calories as well. Yeah. And yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. No one can tell you that. No one can tell you what foods are good for your body. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm. Only you can do that through trial and error. Mm. Your coach can tell you what foods he's had, or what foods he's given other people that helped, but we're all different, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the, the, the main, like, the main example I like to give for this one is every coach likes to give their, their client broccoli, for instance. Oh, yeah, have broccoli with chicken. Have broccoli with chicken. Yeah, through trial and error, I know that broccoli bloats me. So, coach, why are you giving me broccoli? Um, I, you know, okay, cool. It looks, it's green and it's healthy, but it's not good for me. You know? Yeah. yeah. It might be a health food and no one everywhere is something healthy, but for me personally, it's not. And we're all different, you know? So only you yourself can know what food is good for you and what isn't mm. through trial and error. Yeah. Great advice, man. Cool, cool. Mm. So obviously you know your stuff. You've been working with your food for a while and you hired a coach um, Mm. through uh, three um, amazing wins. Three, uh, three first place uh, fitness championships, Mm. um, which is incredible. You know, you've won, you've won three world championships amongst the best of the best what does it take no take us through the mindset for someone who has become a world champion because it's all it's all well and good to say all right what does it take you know i don't really want to know too much about diet i want to know because most people when they do a diet they they're complaining after the first day you know, they, you know, it, yeah. you know first yeah. meals, are, uh, uh, when is my cheat meal and all this thing. Now you're going to be dieting for, I don't know how long, um, maybe because you're reasonably lean, maybe four weeks, maybe six, maybe eight. Maybe you decide mm. to stretch it out a little bit longer. Mm. But like during this time to make sure that everything is on track with your diet, with your training, with, you know, your, your, your focus of what you're going to do on the stage. Mm. What is the mindset? Like, what is going through your head during the preparation stage? Well, um, the, the hardest part of the, of the preparation stage definitely is the nutrition part, you know. Um, and that's because 
even though I'm not a big eater, I can see how it can be hard for people doing a diet because I'm not a big eater, yeah? Mm. But when I'm dieting, sometimes my body, yeah, <laughs> it, it craves food so much that I start looking at foods I've never eaten before. <laughs> Does that make sense? So if you're a person that likes to eat lots of foods, I can see how that's hard for you because I don't, I don't really like a lot of food, but when I'm prepping, I'll see that thing. I'll be like, oh, I really want to try that. And I'm like, wow, why do I want to try that? You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's the discipline. It's the, and once again, my discipline has come from childhood. Do you know what I mean? Being in boarding school, when, you, when you've got your set meals, do you know what I mean? And there might be a particular meal that you really like, do you know what I mean? But you're not getting enough of it. So what you've got to do is you've got to go to another person and you'll be like, look, I'll give you my, 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 my beans today so you can give me your rice tomorrow. So you'll starve this afternoon so you can eat well tomorrow afternoon. Does right. that make sense? So I, I have this structure where I, I can block out food if I want to, because I know the great or good that's going to come at the end. And that was weird to me from like eight years old as a child, you know what I mean? So <laughs> competition, it kind of works with the whole competition thing as well. I know that if I don't eat this right now, tomorrow is going to be so good for me. I've got, I've, it's ingrained in me. It's, it's, I'm used to it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's been studied. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> the, the food thing, I can stop myself from eating something easy. You know, I don't, I'm not even a big eater. I, I can see a cake and be like, Bleh. I can make myself feel sick. Even though I eat cake, I can look at it and trigger something in my mind to make me think that if I eat that cake, it's going to make me feel sick. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I can't yeah. explain it. I just yeah. know how to turn off food, you know? So, so you, you, got, you got the food part on lock. What about everything else? The, 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 the training. training. See, the thing with the training is I've always loved training. I've always loved training heavy. If you, if you know me properly, you know that I don't train with fitness models. I don't train with people that are in my category. I train with people that are stronger than me. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Because I'm, I've, I'm just a heavy lifter. You know, and I feel that what puts me in the category of fitness model is my nutrition, not my training. I think that my training will put me in the category of a muscle model, but my eating puts me in the category of a fitness model because I'm just, if I eat to match my training, I'll be much bigger than I am. For those who don't know, what is the difference between a fitness model and a muscle model? Okay, so a fitness model is um, more focused on um, all round aesthetics, um, leanness stage presence where a muscle model is slightly bigger still focusing on the same things leanness you know stage presence but they're just much they're much fuller you know if you're standing if a fitness model and a muscle model were standing next to each other they can look the same but it, it, it's almost like the difference between someone competing the day before they compete and the day after they compete when they've eaten <laughs> does that make sense right okay. uh -huh. <laughs> so it's a fuller look you know Right, you know, right. A muscle model is a much fuller look than a fitness model, you know? Mm. And yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it, it is the better look because it's, um, it's more closer to the bodybuilding side of it, the muscle models. I guess it the really depends. On, when you say better, I guess that's all relative, right? To it, it's, yeah, it's relative to what you're trying to get. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in the world of bodybuilding, people most likely more want to go for the body, for the muscle model look. Right. You know? Whereas an, every, ev an average everyday man walking down the road wants to go on the beach, wants, to, wants everyone to stare at him when he's walking down the beach, 
we'll probably go for the fitness model look. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that you have won three world championships. Three. Now, like first time, it's like, oh my God, wow, you won a world championship. Well done. Mm -hmm. Second time around, it's like, damn, bro, you done it again. Third time, it's like, hey, you have my utmost respect. Can't believe you've done it again, bro. <laughs> no, seriously, it's like, what, it's like confirmation. Like, I, I mm. deserve this shit. You understand? Mm. So, mm. yeah, yeah. It's like, what are you doing different to everyone else? Nothing. I've had a head start. That's all. Okay. You know, and I feel that I feel that that's the issue with the industry right now. Um, everyone's doing the same thing. And, they, and they, 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 they don't understand why they're not getting the same results. That, my friend, is due to time. Yeah? What someone's, so most of the people I've stepped on stage with, they've trained for 10 years. Do you know what I mean? Or the most I've heard is, yeah, I've been training for 12 years or something like that. And I'm like, that's half of the time I've been training for. Do you know what I mean? I've put in so much of that work. And, it's, and you know, it's the consistency of it as well you know being consistently in those you know us as humans we, we kind of we there's times when we can get really skinny we can get really big do you know what i mean we can we can go up and down you know yeah. but i've consistently been in this frame and this shape for all those years do you know what i mean there's no there's no major difference in me you know mm. you can you can compare me to me 10 years ago and you'll see it'll just be like a two two inch difference or something do you know what i mean whereas you, there's people out there that are literally trying to get that whole package right now that this package has been built from years it's been built from when i was eight years old mm. you know mm. it wasn't built from my first prep i was i had a good solid frame before my first prep some people said i could even step on stage before my first prep so and i think that's the difference it's not a rushing game it is it's, it's something that takes time you know yeah. and I think the, my muscle maturity is what makes me stand out on stage. Does that make sense? Because when I'm on stage, everyone's got legs. Everyone's got abs. You know, everyone's got a chest. No one's got these biceps, but they've all got everything else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what makes me stand out? It's the muscle maturity. It's you can tell that that muscle's been put through things, mm -hmm. you know, more than the others, you know? And that's what I think is the, is the difference in me. The time. It's the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's very, another thing as well, it's, and this is, I think is the hardest part. It's very easy to, to be lazy in a sense of, you could tell yourself, okay, I'm prepping for a show now. My, my, calorie, my calorie intake has gone down. So my strength has gone down. So you start training, you know, you start training with lesser weights because you say to yourself, I'm not, I'm, I'm tired, I'm weaker, I'm, I haven't got that much calories in me. Whereas I don't think like that. I'm constantly trying to lift the same weight or heavier. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No matter if I've eaten or not, I'm trying to lift the same weight or heavier. So that makes the difference as well. You know, being able to still put your muscles under extreme pressure whilst in a calorie deficit. Yeah. That makes a massive less, difference. Lesser weight, you know, like yeah. that is like, so if you are pushing, potentially pushing more, not only whilst you're in a deficit, but you're actually losing weight as well. That's like progressive overload, over overload. Yeah. That's it. You know? That's it. That's it. So. And, it's, and it works for me. Yeah. You know, it works for me. It's got That's me three world titles. 
you know. I see so, three world titles. Mm. So do you think there's going to be a fourth? Or you're like, do you know what, man? I'm good. Like, well, how are you feeling? How are you feeling? Uh, do you have an um, itch? An itch? Mm, no, I don't. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no um, <laughs> the reason... I, I don't want to say it without sounding cocky, but I just... I just I don't know why I don't want it. It's like, you know, when you, when you train really, really hard, like, like I said, what I do is not easy. Yeah. Like, please do not let me portray this as what I do is easy at all. It is not. It's not a walk in the park. It, it requires a certain mindset that not a lot of people have. And to be able to go through that, but then knowing that you've already won, doesn't sit right, right with me. Does that make sense? Right. Like, yeah. I, I want to fight for something. But I don't know, like, do I say that my competitors aren't training hard enough? I don't know. I don't know. But right now, I haven't seen, in the last two shows that I did, I didn't see a package strong enough for me to really go to the gym and train hard. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm. And, and that's what I can, you can, it's easy to just be like, oh, you know, I'm the champ now. Let me relax. No, you know, I'm... The, the world's still big. There's still other people out there. There's still other shapes out there that just haven't stepped on stage with me. So I think I'm kind of in that mindset where I'm looking for those guys now. Like, you know, the guys that are looking at my picture and being like, I could have beat him. Right. <laughs> but, 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 you weren't, but you weren't on stage. So let me come to you now, innit? What stage are you going to be on? Are you, I'll, I'll come to you. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> my, my mindset's kind of like that now. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 You, I, okay. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. I need a new itch. I need a new itch. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Um, so, like, it's, it, again, it's amazing what you've achieved, but, like, a lot of people might not know. You'd mentioned before about, you know, when you was younger, living in Africa, things were a bit different for you there. Did you say you was born in UK and then you went to boarding school in Africa when you was eight? Yep. Yeah, so eight. I was born here. Born mm -hmm. here and then moved there when I was eight. Right. So yeah. what's the story there? How come you went back to Africa and you didn't stay here? Um, Nigerians have this thing where if you, if you misbehave, you, they'll send you home. They'll send you to the... And not only that, they also have this thing where they want you to know your, your, your tradition. They want you to know where you come from. Mm. You know? And because they feel like our tradition is a very strict tradition and it gives you strong values. If they start seeing that you're acting up in this country, what they'll do is they'll take you back there to go and learn your traditions and your strict values. And hopefully you come back wiser, more respect and more of a focus on where you want to go in life, mm. you know? Mm. And it, 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 it's a method that, that has worked for some and hasn't worked for some, right. you know? Um, for me, it definitely it definitely worked for me in the sense of it, it it allowed me to respect people more. Like I respect everyone, no matter what. Do you know what I mean? Like you literally have to offend me for me to have a problem with you. Do you know what I mean? Or for me to not have respect for you, you have to literally do something crazy to me. But from the get go, if I meet you from the get go, you have my utmost respect. Do you know what I mean? You have you have my utmost sincerity and I think that Nigeria gave that to me do you know what I mean yeah um 
and yes, yeah, because uh, I don't really know many people that are like, that I'll say are like me, which is why like my friends, my friend list is very short. But I don't know. Um, Nigeria, the, going to Nigeria did do a lot of good. Um, also, what as well, they like? edu- mm. they educate. They're very they're very strong in education. Very strong in education. Like I remember when I was in school in Nigeria, education was it was like a competition to me. That's where I got my competition edge. Right. You know, like, see here, we have SATs in year three and we have GCSEs in year five, yeah? Mm. In Nigeria, they have exams every term, every term, yeah? So that before you break up for Christmas, you go an exam, yeah? That whole term is based on that big exam that's, got, that's coming up. Does that make sense? And everyone takes it seriously. Everyone in that school wants to be part of the top 10. You want to be the top 10 smartest kid in your school. I've never seen a country that has made being smart cool. Does that make sense? Like, you're, if you're in the top 10, you can walk around the school like, you know, like the gangsters walk around here, like, oh, I'm a gangster. I'll take your car. No. In Nigeria, they're like, listen, I got five A stars. I have a, that's how it is. Right. Do you know what I mean? So the education is it's cool to be. It's very cool to be smart in Nigeria. And I think that's what, that's what helped me as well because I always wanted to be top 10. I always wanted, like, you know, I, I came, I think I came fifth. I came seventh. And think about it, you're in a class with about, what, two to 300 students. And to be known that, oh, you know what? That's number five. And that's how they address you. They'll be like, oh, that's number five, you know? <laughs> so you're like, yeah, you get me. Like, <laughs> okay. So, okay. You imagine, so you imagine number one. Hmm. You know what I mean? Number yeah. one's like, everyone wants to be like the smartest kid in their school and they 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 really push that onto you you know they really make you want it and every school i went to there it was the same thing Mm. everyone wanted to be the top dog no one wanted to be the top gangster no one to be you know the top thief or the top robber you wanted to be the smartest kid so (laughs) you 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 went there from when you was eight and, and when did you leave africa came back when i was like 12 13 This podcast is brought to you by Clearlight Infrared Sauna. If you want the ultimate biohack, then this is it. Clearlight Infrared Sauna has state-of-the-art heating technology to produce optimal wavelengths of 360 degrees infrared heat. Traditional saunas raise the temperature from the air, but infrared saunas raise your temperature from the core. The results is deeper tissue penetration. This is the perfect way to remove toxins. It promotes healing, revitalization, penetrates fat cells, and stimulates metabolism. Clear Light Saunas is energy efficient, costing up to 45p per hour, virtually close to no EMF and low ELF technology. They also use eco-certified wood, so no toxic fumes when heated. You also get a lifetime warranty on a residential sauna. If you'd like to learn more about Clearlight Saunas or pick one up for yourself, then just click the link in the show notes and check it out. Many of us suffer from physical pain some form of insomnia, mental health issues, or have problems with relaxing. 
All this can lead to chronic stress-related illnesses. That's why I use PEMF by Numed. All their devices are medical grade and have double-blinded clinical studies to show its effectiveness. PEMF stands for Pulsed Electromagnetic Fields. Simply put, PEMF is a form of magnetic therapy using electromagnetic fields generated by copper coils. It targets the body at a cellular level, helping with a variety of disorders, diseases, conditions, and injuries through a wide range of applications. It actually helps with brainwave activity to assist with reducing mild depression and anxiety. If you suffer from sciatica, pelvic pain, rheumatoid arthritis, carpal tunnel syndrome, PEMF can help with that also. And lastly, if you want to reach peak performance and maximize your athletic ability, then yes, PEMF can help. Check out NewMed today at newmed.co.uk and use coupon code SNIPES5 for 5% off. That website link again is newmed.co.uk and use coupon code SNIPES5 for 5% off. Achieving your health peak has never been easier. And uh, yeah. what, what about uh, like the home life? I remember first time when I, when I was a kid, when I used to watch Africa on TV, uh, mm. you, you just, uh, I don't know. I used to picture Africa as if you're going to be flying through on a plane, you just fall into some, um, I don't know, on trees yeah. or something. Like you swing yeah, through on branches, there's yeah. no houses, it's only, it's only jungles. And everyone well, leaves around their privates and stuff like that. Is, is that the way it is? Talk to me. Um, <laughs> there's some sections, yeah, of course. There's still some sections like that because yeah. it's Africa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the village I come from, for instance, like my village, it's like mud huts like the houses are built from mud but they're proper houses do not get it twisted they're mm -hmm. proper houses these houses look better than the houses you have here in england yeah majority of them do because guess what it's your own house and you design it how you want to design it there's no government designing your house and saying oh go and buy this off me you have a vision in your head and you build it so imagine being able to do that imagine a country where the people can do that imagine how beautiful that looks amazing yeah, where you can create what's in your mind. It's, ain't, it's, it's not, oh, oh, let me go house hunting. Let me go on the internet and look for what houses are available. It's not like, that's what, not... What someone it. else has built. What someone else has built. Yeah, someone else's idea. It's, it's your own idea. So it, it's, it's, it's got character as well because it's, it's your own house. It's your character. Your house tells these people what you are. Do you know what I mean? You're walking through and there's a... There's a my, my granddad, for instance. Yeah? He had... Do you know what he called his house? The White House. His house was massive and it was pure white. So think about, I'm talking the walls, the ceilings, outside, everything was white. You couldn't see anything that wasn't white in his house. It was just white. So they called it the White House. This is in the village. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Surrounded by palm trees and that. So it's what you, you know, it's what you build. It's what you make, you know? And then there's some poorer families that maybe they can't build a big house. So they'll build like a, a mud hut and it's falling apart. You can see the mud on the side. It's like anywhere else, like anywhere else has, has slums. But yeah. dude, Nigeria is beautiful, like absolutely beautiful. It it shits on the on on, on the UK. Okay, okay. Literally shits on the UK. I can say that. I've been there. I've been I've been loads of countries. 
in this world. And mm. I tell you, Nigeria is one of the most beautiful countries I've been to. Mm. Do you see yourself <laughs> maybe settling back or? Oh, yes, yeah? definitely. Definitely, when, when the police stop robbing us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that stops me from, from living in countries like that is the, is the government corruption. If there was no government corruption, I would be there, mm. you know. I would be there. It's much better than being here. Much better than being here. What about when you were, um, so as, as, as growing up, went to school there, it was interesting to learn about the school. What about, what about home life? I know that um, it wasn't always... I don't know, like, as you would have hoped. Um, I don't know. How can I put it? Certain things might be a bit different. Like, you were talking about carrying um, massive uh, jugs of water for mm -hmm. miles or something. Yeah. What, yeah. About, what about in the house? What, what, is, what is, you know, decor and was everything as it, as it was supposed to be? Like, electricity and stuff? Or does it mean... Um, it depends. It oh. depends. Um, on holidays, I'd go to Lagos. And Lagos, we had everything. Do you know what I mean? We had electricity, we had everything. It was like just being in London again. But obviously where I went to boarding school was like further towards the villages and stuff. So um, I would stay with an auntie there and there was times when the electricity would go. There's times when we won't have electricity for like three or four days, you yeah. know? There was, you walk into the living room, it looks like any other person's normal living room. You see the TV there. The only problem is the TV's not been watched in years. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? So just imagine a living room, a normal living room that just doesn't get used. Do you know what I mean? And that's because of the lack of electricity or the lack of, you know, um, the antenna isn't, you know, you, you can't get signal for, for a channel and that's it, you mm -hmm. know? But people have learned to um, come up with their own ways of entertaining themselves. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, this is past TV, you know? But now, but that's back then, you know? Everything's now. different now, right? Everything's very, different very now. Every, yeah, yeah, definitely. What about your discipline growing up? Obviously, you know, you was doing your daily stuff, the water, mm. as you mentioned. And mm. I know growing up in a, you know, black families, they're a bit different from many mm. others. I used to get my ass kicked. Um, yeah. Good, yeah. Good, good beating with the belt and the slipper. Um, yeah. In a typical wooden spoon, as they say. Um, what about yourself? Yeah. Um, definitely the same um i think mine was a bit i think you kind of got it easy because i'm hearing wooden spoons <laughs> and things like that um <laughs> i wish i had a wooden spoon bro <laughs> i was living the good life <laughs> Man, when, I, when i when i start telling people about my childhood they start thinking should we sh is this the time to call social services or something <laughs> <laughs> like yeah it was our life was progressive you know we went from um from the slipper <laughs> to a belt, right? To a belt, to TV wire. Um, yeah, the TV wire boy. And my dad was an electrician. He owned an electric electric shop, so he had wires in every size and length you can think of. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Think about any type of wire, whether you want the thin one, the thicker one. He had all of them. So you know, he it was just a case of him going to his shop clipping off a bit of whatever wire he wanted to use that day and he would just go to town you know um in regards to beatings and discipline ch childhood yeah that, i got that tough i got yeah. that tough i remember i got the shit beaten out of me because i flushed the toilet twice i'll never forget that right you know i flushed yeah, the toilet water, yeah. yeah i flushed the toilet and then I, kept, I stayed there and i saw that the tissue didn't go down so i flushed it again 
and I just heard footsteps. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, I I, I remember getting beat up, beaten by my dad for getting picked on. So some boy tried to pick on me in school and I got beaten for it. uh, That's rule 101, man. You can't tell a black dad that. I know, I know. I know. Ever get beaten by anyone? Don't ever tell me. Be- yeah, that yeah. was the standard. I got beaten. I got beaten. But the thing, well, why I find funny about that situation is, um, <laughs> the guys tried to pick on me, so my big brother came and beat him up. So my dad beat up my big brother for beating up the boy, and then beat me for not. <laughs> you know, it was a tough. It was a tough childhood, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a tough childhood, but hey, it, it molded the man I am today. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what, what would you say was the, the biggest to- take-homes from your childhood which you feel has really helped you um, today's day and age? Um, being just the discipline without the violence, I would say. Right. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If I can replicate my childhood, I'll, I'll take the discipline but not the violence because I feel like the, the violence could have been too, too much sometimes. You know, mm. with the beats, the beatings that we got sometimes was just a bit too much. You know, whether it's from our parents or whether it's, sorry, whether it's from our parents or whether it's from school teachers, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you was getting beaten think, by school teachers as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as you got to boarding school, I remember the first, I got beat the first day I got there. Oh, God. I was confused. Remember, no, up until that point, no one had ever hit me other than my parents. So, you know, I remember some, the rooms are so small, you know? the boarding school, the rooms are so small, so the beds are literally next to each other. So if the person, and they're bunk beds, so if the person on the bunk bed next to my bed wants to get down, he has to step on my bed, you know? And I'm this London kid. This guy stepped on my bed. I'm like, why are you putting your foot where I put my head? <laughs> That's an instant fight. Yeah, uh-huh. so that was an instant fight. <laughs> we started fighting, and then it got broken up, and then the next thing you know, there's a stick. I can feel a stick on my back, and I'm looking, and there's this woman with this big branch beating me, and I'm like, what? Like, I didn't know what to think, you know? Yeah. And I just remember my brother grabbing me and saying, look, it's fine. Don't react. Because, you know, we, we still had London in us then. You know, I was about to jump on it. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank but he was like, look, don't react. This is, you know, this is the, how it is. And then after a while, you just kind of got used to it. You kind of got used to the fact that you're just getting beats. Mm. Like, we used to get beats for nothing. Like, we used to get beats for not sleep, for not having a semester. You know? And afternoon nap. Like, Close your eyes. Okay, I'm not tired. Okay, then, then you're going to get beaten. <laughs> what? But why? Because I'm not tired. This was an everyday occurrence. Like, bro, my life has been crazy, bro. <laughs> 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 I used to get beaten for not taking an afternoon nap. <laughs> Imagine that. And I'm- I remember <laughs> that happening to me with my dad, actually. Because I pretended I was asleep. And he said, did you go sleep? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, no, you didn't. Don't lie to me. Tell me the truth. Did you go to sleep? I said, no. <laughs> and then there's, there's like a certain procedure I have to follow. He would say, yeah. okay, you know what you need to do. And what that meant was I'd need to, if I was wearing trousers, I'd have to take my trousers off to expose my naked yeah. arm, lay down, belt. Wow. wow. Yeah. See? Yeah. So there, there's definitely some things that our, that our parents did that are questionable today that make you think, you know what? I could do that a little bit better. Are a little yeah. bit different. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, but the majority of it, 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 it it's, I, I, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Like in Nigeria, I love the fact that, you know, 
the first years had have respect for the second years. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't call you. I can't call you by name. If you're one year older than me, I can't call you by name. I have to call you brother, Roger. I can't say Roger. But hey, Roger, you'll be like, who are you calling Roger? I'm 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 one year older than you. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? So, I have to call you brother Roger because you're one year older than me. And you know when that's implanted in, into you as a child, everyone you meet, you just have that respect for people. Do you know what I mean? Even people you look at and you're not sure whether they're older than you or not, you automatically have that respect for them because you're like, you know? Right. Um, so these are some of the good things I would say, you know, that came from it. Just um, discipline, being able to be, you know, get on with people. That's, it's, it was all part of that. It was all part of that childhood. That's beautiful. So you came over when you was 12 years old? Yeah. Yeah. Came over um, secondary school, jumped, into, jumped straight onto athletics. You know, part of the school flags team. I tried to do the other stuff, the basketball stuff, but they wouldn't let me. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't good enough. <laughs> but athletics, I was good enough. Um, I was part of the javelin team, um, which wasn't good in secondary school because as someone that's just come back from Nigeria, that's good at javelin. You, you yourself that's been to schools, you know what that, what that will incite. <laughs> He's just a spear chucker. It's because you can chuck spears and all of that, you know. The, the haters that can't do it, they will hate on you and say it's because you're, you're a spear chucker. Did but, you have an you know, accent at all? I did, but not for long. Not for long, because I was originally British. British, So yeah. um, when I first got back, I got into a lot of fights over my accent, right. you know, and I made it a solid effort to change it back straight away. So I'd say within six months, I was, I was back to my normal self. Got you. Which is crazy. It was crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so athletics, secondary school, athletics and drama. Mm. That's what I did. Um, that was my main things. And then I left to go to Hammersmith College. And then college, it was performing arts. So I was um, acting, breakdancing. Um, yeah. yeah, I'd seen a couple of Instagram videos of you doing couple moves yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. I've seen you do a back flip or a front flip or something. Yeah, man, all of that, all of that. Like, we, we were in college. I was that guy that we just got, you just, you'd be walking and be like, what's that? I was that guy that just back flipping past you. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was very agile in, 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 thingy, in college. And yeah. that's another part of the journey as well. Like, uh, I was this flexible guy, you know? <laughs> back flip with no hand, front flip with no hand, cut with no hand. Whatever move I saw, I could do. I would replicate, you know? People call me the chameleon because I would just copy whatever I saw. That was, that was me growing up. So I was very active in that sense, you know? Um, Switch off this a lot. Yeah. So I originally went to second. I originally went to college to study performing arts as an actor, but I ended up jumping on the dancing side of it because I don't know. It was just more enjoyable and it was more active as well. And I got to do. You know, that's another side of that of me that people don't really know. You know, I got to end up, you know, being on the Mobile Awards and the Brits and dancing with Kylie Minogue and all of that just through. Oh, is it? Picking up. Are, yeah, are there any videos floating about of you dancing? Yeah. Yeah, there should be, man. YouTube, YouTube holds it all. YouTube holds share, it all, you know. Share, if you can find the link, share the link with me, and I'll put it in the show notes so people. Can okay. Find it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, okay. man. So <laughs> did that? Did all that life? You know, that was the that was what I was doing before. You know, mm. um, majorly I was a backing dancer. That's all I did. And then my parents turned around and was like, "Hey, dude, are you really going to be backing dancing all your life? You're not going to be forty year old backing dancer. Go and get you know, go and learn something." And that's why I went to literally study to become a personal trainer. That's interesting, man. Yeah. 
I know just just a little bit of uh, my background. I won't go too much into it, but I was very much into athletics, um, mm. sprinting. I was doing pretty good competing in London, mm. different parts of UK, and um, yeah, my my dad didn't support it. He said, what, "What's this? Like, why are you mm. wasting time running about, mashing up your trainers, and I, I'm the one who has to keep buying new clothes? Mm-hmm. This needs to stop." So. Um, he could see I really loved fitness, which was the reason why he encouraged buying me some weights. He was like, here's some weights, train in your room, and that's it. Not having you waste time freaking competing and all this rubbish. To him, wow. it was a waste of time. Yeah. Stick yeah. with your education. Focus on academics. Mm. Um, mm. This is really interesting stuff. So you've had like lots of amazing stuff, lots of great teaching from Africa, which you've you know, mm. developed into your, your adulthood. But I know mm. that there was um, a little turmoil in your life as well, where you actually had mm. a bit of uh, confrontation with the law. Mm. Um, what point was that? What, what happened there exactly? Oof. So that, that, till today, like, I can only, with that, I can say that. I could, I, it's, it's easy to be like, oh, you know what? I was a good boy and I shouldn't have gone to prison. No, 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 no. But really and truly, it, it's something that happened. It was a lesson that was learned. Um, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. But that being said, I'm not going to completely try and act like I'm innocent and see like, okay, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but I still could have acted differently being in that place at that time. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, you know, I was hanging around. It's funny. When you... It's, it's, Influence is people's influence. People's influence has a big thing on you. And, you know, I was, I just come out, from, you know, I was come from Nigeria. Me and my brother would come from Nigeria. We were trying to be as good as we can be, you know, could be good for our parents. But then you start meeting friends and you don't, it's, it's uh, the friends that we, that we were with, they weren't even bad friends. Does that make sense? They weren't even friends that you will see on the street doing bad stuff. You know, we all worked, all of our friends worked. And, um, we just got influenced by one of the, one of a friend's friend, you know, one of our friends went to work somewhere and that person that he worked with turned around and wanted to rob the place, you know, and it was me being there. I wasn't supposed to be there. I was only there because I couldn't drive and the car I was in happened to be the car that was being taken to the place. Does that make sense? Right. Right. That's the only reason I was there, you know, I didn't even know it was happening. You know, I was just in the car, then got to this place and they're like, oh yeah, we're just going to grab something really quick. And as a kid, me and myself, I just got excited about it. Just that makes sense. It wasn't like, oh, we're about to do something bad. It was like, oh, you're going to grab something. Oh, what, what is it? What is it? Let me go. Hey. You know what I mean? I was kind of like that. Right. So um, it was a bag of money. Um, they grabbed it and ran off with the money. Yeah. How old um, were you at the time? I was 16. Okay. Yeah. So, um, how it came about was <laughs> at 16, all the kids, Ayanapa had just launched. Everyone wanted to go to Ayanapa. Do you remember those times? Ayanapa, Ayanapa. It was either Ayanapa or Ibiza. I was actually working in um, JJB on Oxford Street. Um, I, was, I was one of my only friends that was working at the time. So when they decided that they wanted to go to Ibiza, or um, Ayanapa, sorry, I was the only one that had money to go because I was the only one working. Mm. They wanted to go. They needed to get money, so they decided to go robbing someone. Do you know what I mean? And I just happened to be there when that happened. 
Um, ironically, they got away with the robbery and I ended up going to jail for it because my brother was driving the car and my brother's a good boy. He doesn't steal nothing like that. And they, they've jumped to this car and said, drive, 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 drive. He's like, ah, he's panicked. And he's just gone straight into a brick wall because he's like, what's going on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so where he's gone into a brick wall, I've hit my chin on the dashboard and there was blood. My blood was on the dashboard from when I hit my chin. And just because my blood was on the dashboard, that was it. That was, the, that was why I went to prison. Horrendous. The other guys that actually did the robbery, they never went to prison because they just pleaded not guilty. So, okay. But, so how did they plead not guilty when they... Well, they pleaded away? guilty first. They pleaded guilty first. Then when they realized that there was no evidence against them, they pleaded not guilty. Wow. They had to change their lawyers because their lawyers now said, because you pleaded guilty and now we're not pleading not guilty, we can no longer represent you. You now have to get another firm. So we had to wait another year for their firm to be changed over and everything. And their not guilty plea got, they ended up getting not guilty. And because I, me and my brother, we don't know about the law or anything like that. We just said, yeah, we were there. There was no, oh, you snitching on your boys. There was none of that. We didn't know about all of that. We're just like, yeah, there was a grab, grab and run. We were there. That's why my blood was on the thingy. We just told the truth because we didn't, do you know what I mean? We were none the wiser. We were just like, oh, this is, just, this is what happened. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to be sent to prison for it. Wow. Do you know what I mean? But, you know, um, I was on bail for like two years because they were dealing with these other boys changing their plea. So I was living my life, you yeah. know? That's, I was going to college, still living normal. And then just as I'm about to go on to the world, just how, as I'm about to go on a world tour with Kylie Minogue, Bang, they slammed me with three and a half years. Wow. What sort of robbery was this then? For three and a half years, that's... Um... It was a... They said, they said that they found a, a gun clip on the floor. So there was no gun used or anything like that, but they said in the vicinity there was a gun clip. So they were like... They said it's, it's um, armed robbery. They, they, they called it armed robbery, even though there was no gun involved in the thing. But they said, oh, there was a clip in the vicinity and it must, it must, have, all been, it must have all been linked. So, got sent for armed robbery. Wow, wow! And I didn't, I didn't even get a penny. <laughs> I didn't even see a penny. I didn't even see nothing. I was just mm. in a car. Do you, you know what I mean? So three and a half years. Yeah, and you know, being just going going to prison, and you know, in that mindset as well, when you're doing so well in life, it was hard. I ain't gonna lie, it was hard. You know, I was in prison, and I had people like banging on my cell door, saying, "Hey, Will, you're on TV. We're watching you on TV right now." Why are, you, why are you next door to us when you're on TV? You know what I mean? Like, it was really hard watching myself on CD UK while I was behind the cell. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was proper hard, you know? Like, the guards, all the guards in there, they can tell I wasn't... They were like, they always used to say, dude, what are you doing here? Like, you do not, you're not like these guys, like the rest of these guys in here. You seem like you've got, a, like, brains. What's going on? And, uh, you know, it's just, just one of those situations. You say to them, look, hey, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, but, hey, I'm here, isn't it? Mm. And... I've always seen things as every, everything I've been through in life, I've, it's very easy to kind of play victim. Oh, you know what? That happened to me and that happened to me. And this is why I messed up in the head. And this is why I messed up in the head. I've just tried to take a different approach. I'm not messed up in the head. I'm stronger in the head. Everything I've been through has made me stronger. It hasn't made me messed up. It's made me stronger because I've seen what's out there. I've seen what's messed up. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm in control of my own world now. Do you know what I mean? I know, I, I know what can be out there. I know what can, what can be created out there. I create my own world. I don't mm. go crazy. 
you know what I mean? So all my experiences have just made me a stronger person, man. Yeah. You know? So, what is it like being inside? I mean, you know, did you have a cellmate? Was you just by yourself? Um, there's, no, there's times, yeah and no, there's times when I had a cellmate. There was, um, I think there was one cellmate that I just really didn't get on with. Right. Um, we started off being really good friends. Like I said, everyone I meet, I treat with respect. Um, but after a while, just staying in the same room after a while, I just got a bit too much. And I remember they got a time where we actually put a cloth across the room so that we separated the room with a cloth so that he couldn't come on my side and I couldn't come on his side. Do right. you know what I mean? But I made sure his side was the side of the toilet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but, yeah. yeah um, but other than that, it was more, you kind of get used to your own company. Like people don't understand now, like my character now, I'm very used to my own company. You know, don't get me wrong. I like being around people, but if I'm by myself, I'm very content. There's times when I just want to leave a crowd and just go and be by myself. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why that is. Maybe that's due to my time inside. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But, you know, it can be very difficult if, like, when you get older and you start getting a partner and stuff. They don't understand that. They don't understand, why would you just want to go, why would you not want to be with me right now? Why would you just want to go and sit by yourself? That doesn't make sense. That's still something I, don't, I can't understand, but it's, it's calming for me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's a problem that's, you know, that's aroused in my later life, not being able to express to people that I like my own company, but not, I'm not being able to explain why. Right. You know? That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and just, you just tend to sit there and think a lot. You, 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 you become a thinker. Being in jail makes you a thinker. That's why so many rappers come out of jail, you know? You go in jail and you come out, you're a rapper because you just think a lot. You mm. think, I remember, I, I think, I can't write songs to save my life, yeah? I swear I wrote a song in jail, you know? <laughs> I swear, like, and it, it rhymed and it was yeah. good. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because you just have time to think. And um, I th think one of my saving graces going to prison was um, finding a hobby. When I was there, I, I told myself, this is not going to be a waste of my time. You know? Yeah. A lot of people will go inside and just come out and then, not know what's what. I said, this is not going to be a waste of my time. So when I got in there, I started looking for things to do, you know? And there was two, there was two major things that I left with when I left there. The first one is being able to assemble a bike from scratch. I can make a mountain bike from scratch. Do you know what I mean? That, like, that's something I couldn't do before I went in there. Yeah? yeah. And I can play the guitar. That's something I couldn't do when, before I went in there. So those two things, being able to assemble bikes from scratch and play the guitar, those are my two gifts that I took from prison. I said, you know what? It's not going to be a waste of my time. Yeah, I'm going to use it as some, something positive, you know? Amazing. So, you know, when a girl comes around and you bring out the guitar, and you're like, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I never used to be able to do that. So, um, that, that even, even going to prison wasn't time wasted for me. It was just time away from what was currently happening to learn a new skill. That's the way I see it. That's amazing. It's great that mm. you've, you, know, you took that time to reflect and do some stuff while you're in, in there. Because mm. it's, it's a difficult situation. I've got a friend who is a pharmacologist and mm. he works in different pharmacy locations. And he told me of a time when he was working with um, uh, prisoners mm. where many of them, they suffer while they're in there. And 
lot lot of them were on many prescription drugs which he was mm. you know which he was giving and many of them was on like loads of different types of drugs as well you know they mm. have one and mm. then they might have a reaction from it that they need to have another one and before you know it they're on a on a cocktail of drugs while they're in there mm. Mm -hmm. a really hard situation for someone who you can't even really i don't know just be out in the open it's uh it must be very mm. difficult for some people in there so if you've got the right yeah, mindset definitely. yeah definitely you know really good and enough. even 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 when i came out like I, I could see it like when i as soon as i got out of prison it was very easy it was it was at the beginning it was very hard to get a job yeah. you know i remember that was one of my well, I, was, I had a down i had a really down time when i couldn't get a job you know i was looking 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 but i couldn't get a job and i don't know why and then I'll have to report to my probation officer and tell my probation officer I haven't got a job. And, you know, just go into someone to tell them you're a failure every single week. It's not really, really going to get you out of, you know, yeah. any state that you might be in. So I just decided to forget that I'd been to prison. I think being, going to prison makes you, it, 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 it puts something into your mind. It makes you, it almost tells you that, oh, you know what, I'm, I'm, this, I'm in this category now. Does that make sense? Whereas I told myself, that didn't even happen. Do you know what I'm saying? So what I did is I started dancing again. I went back to dancing again. Yeah? Went back. I was, the, the last dance thing I did was, you know, um, the Brits, Kanye West, when they, we were all on stage all day, all day, when they're all in black on the Brit. That's, that was a couple of years ago. That wasn't even too long ago. That right. was the last thing I'd done. Do you know what I mean? But I picked up where, what I was doing before before I went inside, I picked up, I, I just started, I started saying, there's nothing that can hold me back. Like, there's nothing. So when I started PTing, yeah, I went into my gym and I just, I was just me. I wasn't trying to tell anyone, ah, my life has been done by because I've been to prison and no, 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 no. I was just like, look, I'm here to make money. I'm here to make people's lives better. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I did my job so well, they made me a manager. Amazing. Yeah. I'd done my manager job so well, they made me a regional manager. I didn't have to talk about, it. I didn't have to talk, I didn't, wasn't in a position to talk about prison because I wasn't asked or nothing like that. I was just being me. I was just doing my work. I wasn't trying to focus on my past and go up to someone and say like, you know what, you know, I work really well, but just to let you know, I have been in prison before. Because you know what I mean? You know, it just puts a stigma on you. I didn't let that stigma attach to my life. I remember someone that I was in jail with walked into my gym and they saw me and they were like, what are you doing here? And I said, I'm the manager. And they went, no, you're not. And I said, why? And they went, because you're in jail with me. And I said, so? And he was like, so how did you get a manager's job? I said, because I'm good enough to be a manager. And I didn't, I'm not putting the prison stigma on myself. I'm a manager. And he goes, can you get me a job? And I said, what's your mindset like? You know, we sat, we had a conversation. He looked like he had a good mindset. Guess what? I gave him a job. Guess what? He studied to do his level three while he was doing his level two. Guess what? He's a personal trainer now. Guess what? He's never been to prison again. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a mindset. Do you know what I mean? Like, he couldn't believe it. He was like, Nah, man, we, we're not supposed to be in jobs like this after jail. I'm like, why? Who told you that? Did the system tell you that once you've been to jail, you can't get a job anymore? Yeah, that's people. people jobs are like people. They have minds. If I walked up to someone and say, hey, mate, I'm a really good worker, but I've been in prison before. I'm giving you a reason to have a problem with me or to look at me funny. Whereas if I just come to you and say, hey, dude, my name's Will. Look what I can do. And then be myself is my resume, not my past, not what's happened to me in the past. What I'm doing now, what I'm doing for you, how much money I'm making for your company right now, that's my resume, yeah? 
I'm, I'm pretty sure the company, because I work for Fitness First, I'm pretty sure the amount of money I've made for Fitness First while I was with them, I'm pretty sure they wouldn't give a shit about my, my criminal record now if they found out about it. They'd be like, what? You went to jail? Seriously? Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I ended up becoming a national trainer for Fitness First. You know, I traveled the country for them, teaching all their instructors and stuff. Would I have got that opportunity if I, if I was crying around to everyone? I've been to prison and no, no, no. No, because I just decided to just... It happened, but I'm bigger than that. I've, I'm, yeah. My life, there's more to my life than that. Let me just carry on. Let me not even think that, you know? And... Do you think that the reason why you had that mindset is that you was able to capture that type of mindset is because you understand truthfully it wasn't really down to your error as to why you was inside? Or do you... Um, no, because even if it was down to my error that I was inside, I think when I come out, I'll still be in the same mindset. Yeah. Like, you can't think less of yourself. You can't tell yourself that you can't do something because of something that's happened. Does that make sense? You can't, you can't build... Only we build our own walls. You know what I mean? Mm. And yes, a lot of people do not get jobs after prison. But that's because you're walking around crying that you're a prisoner. Mm. I'm not a prisoner. Do you know what I mean? I'm a successful focus man and that's who i'm going to present to you whenever i come to you do you know what i mean and that's what i think made the difference just know you just got to know yourself you know got to know yourself when i was in prison i knew myself and I, I didn't let i didn't get involved in any of the badness if there was a bad boy like i'm a man's man do you know what i mean i'll never let no one mug me off or anything like that mm. but at the same time i would ne never get involved in something that i find stupid like oh me and you we're going to fight because you live in that area and I live in this area, but it, 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 it both belongs to Lambeth, but let's fight over it and kill each other. I'm, I haven't got that mindset. Yeah. I just don't understand that mindset. So never having understood that mindset, I've just focused on what's really important. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. That's brilliant, bro. <laughs> that, that's amazing. Amazing. Um, so you like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Now you, you've become a success you've got over 400,000 followers on on Instagram I can't, I can't remember numbers exactly but uh you you're also a sponsored athlete you've got three world championship titles what's the plan next what what what, what you got planned next for the future <laughs> gonna dance again <laughs> uh, <laughs> no nah, do you know what my, my plan my plan for the future is to have a center yeah that focuses on everything that I've learned in life. Amazing. You know, everything that I'm talking a center of fitness excellence. People don't understand when I say, people think I'm talking about a gym. I'm not talking about a gym. I'm not talking about a gym. Yeah, there will be a gym there, but I'm talking danced. I'm talking flexibility. I'm talking flexibility. I'm talking mindset. I'm to, do you know what I mean? I'm talking uh, a champ camp. <laughs> champ camp yeah Will's Will's you know champ camp that's it that's the future your champ camp like because i believe with with the tools if you ha if you know the tools there's nothing you can't achieve if you've got the mindset to be able to to overcome whatever nonsense in your head and accept the tools that are given to you i believe you can you know what i mean i've got many clients that have come from dark places that are now in brilliant places you know, brilliant places. So it's not just my story. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's many stories. I've not just made my story. I've made stories of other people as well. 
you know what I mean? There's 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 people in hospitals. There's there's personal trainers in hospitals that that are that are changing people's lives. That were that were down and out when I met them. You know, they didn't they didn't have a future. They were like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. Oh, I, I'm I'm diabetic, so I can't go here. I can't do this. Do that. But with the right coaching and training, what? That was just a bubble. Let me pop it. Pop. I'm in the world now. That's what I'm going to give to everyone. You know, I want to create that center where I can give that to the masses, not just the one or two people here and there, because it's a method. And once that method's clocked, it's, it's, a, it's a winner. And there's, there's so many people in this world right now that need, that need it, bro. Yeah. Like, especially what we're going through right now. We've got a pandemic. There's so much mental health issues right now. People don't know what to do with themselves. Man, our mind is strong. You know, we need someone to let us, to remind us of that. We've been through so much stuff in life. My story might be different from other people's stories, but we've all been through it and we're still here standing and people forget that sometimes, you know what I mean? And that's the message that I want to carry on into the future as well as fitness. I'm, I'm not just a bodybuilder. That's just, ah, like I'm building my body and my mind at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and it needs to just be transferred to as many people as I can. So... Phenomenal, bro. That is, that is absolutely incredible. Thank you. Well, that has been amazing. I think I think we covered a lot, man. I think I think we covered quite a lot, bro. I, I think, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm pretty amazed. Pretty amazed. I, I think a lot of people will be pretty amazed um, of hearing your story and your mindset, which you've mm. taken through everything, is phenomenal. Thank you very, Thank you. very much, man. Thanks so, for having me, Roger. Hey, no worries at all, man. No worries at all. And when all this rubbish is over, we got to catch up, catch up and get a trading session. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah bro. You know how it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, where, where can everyone find you? You're on Instagram. What's, what's the name on Instagram? Williams Faliday. That's the thing. Everything. You want to find me, just put Williams Faliday after it. Williams Faliday after it, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, Williams Faliday, you'll find me. The one and only. The one and only. Three time world champ. Yeah. Nice one, man. Nice one, brother. I really appreciate it once again. And you no have worries. a fantastic day ahead of you. You too, my brother. Um, <laughs> All right, take it easy, yeah? Um, see you. Right, bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. Any guests which I have on the show really provide some golden nuggets and useful life-changing tips. So always feel free to check out their social media platforms or website links, which will be written in the show notes. These shows are financed by my sponsors, so your contributions are always greatly appreciated. Any clickable links with discount codes will not only provide you with the best services, but will help out the podcast too. So thank you. If you do like the Roger Snipe Show podcasts, then why not give it a review? A five star would be awesome. But some great feedback on what you liked about the show or what you would have liked to hear would be helpful too. Until next time.